It is 11.05. We've That's rebranded. It. That's it. That's all I'm finally. saying because it's new. It's finally done. Do you Tell know all the it. new info? Do you have it written down? No, no. you never sent it to me, you lame Yes, duck. I did on yes. the email. Yeah. I nope. Could, I could prove. Yes, go to the email. Well, while John you. does this, this Shut is up. now officially the Pinpoint, Pinpoint Health, Health show. show. There you nice. go. Did I send it? No, but I know what it's called. Oh, okay. Because I'm a radio guy. I'm on top of things. But what about the email address? Phone, phone number's the same. It's yeah. info at pinpointhealth.ca. Yeah. It's not .com. Pinpointhealth.ca website. Um, nothing really changes in terms of day-to-day, but it's just a right. new rebranding. Yep. Uh, you'll see the clinic so that that way, again, it's somewhere for people to feel safe for, for an accountability aspect. Um, these are my clinics, so obviously there's there's a vested interest, which I yep. am fully disclosing. Um, but, you know, I, I don't ever try to force anybody to come to my clinics. If you're looking uh, for good care. Consistent. Consistent good care. Just key. You know, but if you have a place that's that's providing you good care, great. That's all, that's all yep. that this is about. Again, info at pinpointhealth.ca is the email address. But the phone lines here are open during the show, of course, for the next hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have uh, some uh, conditions, some problems, some ailments, some pain, some aches, some stuff. Bring it on. Love Anything to talk to you. going on. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what happened this week other than the rebranding? As far Other as than that. the rebranding, I, so I was away on vacation, so yeah. I was back on Thursday, uh, new patient assessments. Um, again, I mean, my days are pretty much filled with anything from a shoulder problem to a wrist problem to a knee problem to spine-related problems. There's everything, ankle problems. It's essentially all pain and injury uh, issues, and then we deal with it. it. It's always very tough to say people often call and say, well, what is the treatment? I don't know. I, I can't tell you what the treatment is until I've I've uh, I've assessed you. I, I do my due diligence to make sure I'm confident of a diagnosis or at least of a differential diagnosis. And at that point, that's what will dictate the treatment. If you're working backwards, if you're already working at treatment before getting the diagnosis, this is often why people get the wrong care. Right. Um, and, and, and that's a problem. That's not only the problem of the practitioner, or sorry, the patient, but it's it's on the practitioner side too, where they're, where they're jumping to that. Because again, if you're a practitioner and you're part of a certain profession, then that is likely what you'll recommend as the intervention for almost everything. Or if you have some special tool in your office, um, and then that becomes the answer to all the, all things. That's the difference with Pinpoint Health. We we have a multitude of services and different interventions that we can use. And there's no objective on my end to say that I want everybody to see a chiropractor, for example, right. or a physiotherapist or the orthopedic surgeon and get surgery or have orthotics. No, we provide all of those different services. For me, it's really, well, what is the thing that can help the most? In fact, I would say about 20% of the time, what I'm actually recommending is for people to just do things on their own with no formal type of treatment required because a lot of times that is the answer. Um, and it's just a matter of people following through with that. Uh, but that that's a big component of what we do. We don't have just one tool at our disposal. We have a hundred different tools at our disposal and that just really provides the best potential quality of care for the person and with what they might be suffering. Again, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have some uh, some issues, some pains you want to talk about. Uh, we'd love to love to talk to you. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on? So I had a meniscal tear yep. uh, two, two Thanksgivings ago. Right. And I, I'm, I'm a runner. I run 5K. Okay. 
short short distances, probably four times a week. Okay. So I held back, and uh, my sports med physician had an MRI done, confirmed it was a tear. Mm. Saw a surgeon. He recommended surgery. I said, no. I just stepped off of it and basically did other stuff. Yep. Now I'm wondering, two years later, uh, two, it'll be two years of Thanksgiving. I don't know how I tore it. I'm 50-plus. Is there an indication for a repeat MRI to confirm that it actually has healed? So I'm my, my, not symptomatic. I'm not symptomatic. Well, that, I, I that, can run yeah, 5K that, four times a week, but can I go skiing? Can I do other things like uh, squash or volleyball? So or, th- this is, it's interesting because I was having this discussion. I actually uh, potentially tore my meniscus yeah. uh, myself, and I was having this discussion with the, the surgeon um, that was looking at my knee uh, who works with me. And my first question for you, and I think you've already answered it, you are not symptomatic anymore. No. Right. And so I, I was seeing the surgeon about my own knee. And while I was away, I actually became asymptomatic as well. So I have my knee actually overall feels fine. I've been doing the same type of thing as you short distance running, but probably a total of about 20 kilometers a week or something like that. And right. I'm able to run. It feels totally fine. And, I, and he was asking me, I have an MRI scheduled for October. Um, and I was thinking of maybe potentially getting it done sooner. And he essentially said to me, but do you even really want to know? And, 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 and it's an interesting thing because it's what I tell people. So the most important thing here about meniscal, about anything is, is are they symptomatic, right? So if they're not symptomatic, then the point that he was trying to make is you knowing may just create a psychological perspective there, right? Because there's easy access for me to get the MRI. I may get that MRI. I feel asymptomatic. But then I now have a piece of paper confirming, yes, you have a meniscal tear. If overall you feel fine, I think the most important thing you can do at that point is if you're interested in trying different things like the skiing and the other hobbies that you may have, it really comes down to trying those things. At the end of the day, I mean, whether you have a meniscus tear or you don't have a meniscus tear, if you do something wrong while you're skiing, you're likely going to hurt yourself. So, so, so long as you maintain the proper form and all other things, all else being equal, if at the end of that you're being asymptomatic, then I don't think you have to worry about the meniscus issue. Or the potential tear that's there. But if you're just running, you're not really testing the lateral movement aspect that you would in other sports. I'd hate to find out on a ski hill that <laughs> it's not healed. Well, the the, okay, but so then here's, here's the out. thing. So if, if it isn't healed, right, are you going to go for surgery? No, if it isn't healed, maybe I'll go skiing, but I'll wear the... The $2,000 brace that he, his colleague recommended. But why not do I would say that, that that's what you should do anyways. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, the, the end game here is, okay, fine, you find out it's still there. You're interested in skiing. Are you going to surgically repair it? If your answer is still no, then get the brace. If you already had a problem, likely these tears often don't heal very well anyways. So my bet would be that, yeah, it's probably likely still there. And if you're interested in doing things, then, you know, follow with the recommendation of the bracing. All right. Thanks, Jamie. You want to follow up? one 855 Lou D-R-L-O-U-Info-at-PinpointHealth.ca. Pinpoint Health Show continues right here, Global News Radio. I like the sound of it. Pinpoint Health and PinpointHealth.ca or info at PinpointHealth.ca. It is 11-16. Plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions. That, uh, that like name is purposeful. Yeah. 
because the big thing for me is always pinpointing the issue. Yes. Which is why I do it. Like, that's what I talk about all the time is we have to pinpoint the problem. Mm-hmm. Once we've pinpointed the problem, we, we can give you the treatment plan that you that you require. That is the key is that that is my whole objective is finding the cause. If you don't find the cause, then sorry. How can you treat Yep, 100%. By the way, all of our social with this, part of the rebranding. Yep, part yep. of the rebranding social. I'm even videoing my uh, the radio shows now, so those segments will be available for, for people to watch if they Sexy. like, if they also want to see me. Yep. But more than that, a lot of it is about um, this... this you know, I mean, when I when I am seeing patients, I use a lot of visual cues to really make people understand the body, and it's somewhat difficult to just convey that over the, audio, over of audio, and that's the reason why we're really going big on social is the education component. So, if you're not already following me, you should follow me. You can look for Doctor Lou on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, whatever you like. Equally so, Pinpoint Health uh, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and all of those things. Follow us, a lot of great information that's being provided. Um, and it may not necessarily be something that's specific for you, but within your social network, uh, there might be people that will benefit from knowing these things. And we're giving a lot of different health tips, right. uh, different exercises for different things. Uh, when there's a topic here that maybe needs more of a visual explanation, I'll create videos for those things. Uh, and and again, it's just good for, again, prognosis and, and understanding. That's the big thing here is you have to understand what's going on with you in order for your, to help yourself get better as well. And to that point, you put one up this week, and I believe it was one of your uh, colleagues, one of the practitioners doing something with the hip, moving the leg around. Yep. That was really cool. Yeah, it was. A, I think there were seven parts to it yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, and it's a lot of it has to do with mobility exercises for the hips, the low back, um, and all of those things. And again, these are – and actually, interesting that you brought up that video. That video, uh, we noticed, was saved a bunch of times too, which means people mm-hmm. really wanted to save that because they want to utilize, utilize those things yep. for sure, and, and, and that's really important. Um, and even within the, the people that follow me, there's, you'll find other great stuff. I repost a lot of things from a lot of, uh, cool people out there that are doing some great things in the health mm-hmm. world. And so again, it's just a, another platform for, um, providing information to the public about your general health care, uh, and wellness needs specific to pain and injury issues. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you got plenty of time to call in and ask your questions about uh, about your health. You know, it's funny with that last call you mentioned, sometimes, you know, the expression is ignorance is bliss. I mean, yep. sometimes you don't need to know. And if you want to know, is it going to have a negative placebo effect on you? Yeah, and, and we call that, yeah, a nociceable where it's a negative effect. And so it, it is a big thing. And also it's like I've used the example of torn shoulders mm-hmm. a million times on this show. A lot of people have these degenerative tears in their shoulder. They're overall insignificant. Now, meniscal tears tend to be more significant. So I'm not, I don't want to compare a meniscus tear sure. to, to that. But the point being is if you're asymptomatic, whether you know or you don't know, the other thing there was, well, does it change your potential outcome? And that's a big thing towards even when, you know, sometimes I might see a patient and, and, they, and they present with like disc herniation type symptoms. And it's like... Yeah, you know, do we send for an MRI right away? And and a lot of times the question becomes, well, is it going to change the management? And if it's not going to change the management, why are we going to use those resources? We're going to delay everything for the patient. So, you know, maybe let's just try. And a lot of times the, the very specifics of it don't matter as much as the symptoms do in terms of, of how we go about treating those things. 
We'll get to Nancy here before we uh, take a break. Hey, Nancy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I'm, I'm reasonably well as long as I'm sitting. Good. Okay. Um, I, I have had um, a CAT scan, and I know that you would prefer to uh, diagnose or at least uh, see before you get into um, uh, alternate uh, sources of information, but I do have, I've had a CAT scan. Uh, they say that I have an insufficiency fracture. The okay. symptoms for me is, is extremely painful to walk. Where uh, is the fracture? The fracture is below, it's the fracture of the tibia. Oh, okay. They talk about it being more so on the um, uh, the proximal, no, the medial tibia has the um, most uh, damage done. Okay. My question to you is, yep. one, uh, is there anything that can be done to stop this from continuing to fracture? And secondly, is there anything that can be done to uh, help prevent it being so painful? Well, I guess my question to you becomes is what it, what has already been recommended to you? Nothing. They've said to do nothing? No, the, uh, the problem is uh, trying to find somebody that, that wants to talk to me about it because I have problems with my left foot and I'm having a... Um, bone spurt removed this week so their focus has been more on that and i say and what about my right knee and and i don't get much response so i'm going to see somebody this week uh, but i thought i'd talk to you to see if you had any suggestions or any experience uh, dealing with this um, so that i could go armed with good information yeah i, I mean an insufficient an insufficiency fracture um happens essentially how, how old are you I'm uh, in my 80s. And any other health concerns going on? No. No. Yeah, I mean, so bones in a female do do tend to deteriorate. Everybody's bones will will deteriorate over time, uh, more so in females. Um, so these insufficiency fractures essentially have to do with a combination of those things and also with prolonged weight bearing. So throughout your life or in the last little bit, was there a lot of repetitive impact or weight bearing things that you were doing? No, I've been an athlete all my life. Right, um, okay, so then then yes. So it's yeah. cumulative, probably. Yeah, it's cumulative. So, I mean, the biggest thing with any fractures often... Oh, okay, that is music. I was like, what is that? Yeah, you're uh, not losing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the biggest thing is often staying off of it and maybe... Uh, getting a little bit of certain therapies that might help with fracture healing like microcurrent and laser therapy. But, you know, the best thing always in these cases is I would need to assess you to really look at exactly where it is and, and sort of look at the symptoms of everything. Okay, well, okay. Uh, what I'll, I'll do, um, I, I'll keep my appointment uh, that yep. I have this week uh, and see what he has to say. Sure. Uh, but because I'm, I'm looking for two things. One, can I stop it from continuing to fracture? I've been on um, medication for, um, uh, what's the word I want, osteoporosis for years and years. Right, and years. so you do have so, low yeah, bone density. So, yeah, I've been dealing with that, and I've been on Prolia now for about uh, three years, I guess. But I've been on medication for a long, long time. So I'm osteopenia, uh, I believe, but I've never been, never crossed that bar into osteoporosis. Um, now, um, Nancy, I'm going to get you to hold on for a sec, so we've got to take a break, but uh, stay there. We'll be right back with you. And uh, your phone calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, Pinpoint Health Show continues. Global News Radio. It is 1126-416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Thank you, Nancy, for uh, hanging on through that break there. Okay. 
So yeah. So where are we going to go? Yeah, Nancy. So as I was saying before the break, the the best thing is you know keep that appointment like you said. Then maybe come see me. See what they, the person that you're seeing, suggests, um, and see if those options work. If they don't, then uh, come see me and let's see what we can do from there. But you know, I'd ha- I'd have to assess it to to know for sure. We'd have yeah, to go into. I, I would assume that. I just wanted to uh, go armed on uh, Friday when I see the, uh, the surgeon, so I have as much information as I can have. Yeah, just make sure that you ask the questions that you're thinking of. Yeah, um, one thing, um, it's impossible for me to stay off this uh, leg because I can't put any weight on my left leg uh, because of uh, I've got three problems with the foot. I've got a, a fracture in the calcaneum that was never diagnosed and never healed properly, which has caused the bone spur. Right. Oh, which is a vertical bone spur, and finally I'm going to get that off. It's been terrible to walk. And then I have a torn ligament on the, I don't know the name of the uh, muscle on the, on the lateral side of, uh, of the foot. So I can't, I can't uh, go on crutches or anything because I can't put weight on that left foot. Right. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I'm sort of between a, a rock and a hard place, I think. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, there there might be, I, I again, that you're going to have to assess that um in terms of making that choice on how you get around uh, when you have a problem on both sides. Yeah. yeah. But I do have to get around. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Nancy, I appreciate the call and, uh, you know, follow back, come back full circle when you get some some answers uh, for sure. 1128 here, lots of room for you. 416 870 star 640 on cell. And uh, we got lots more, uh, lots more coming up here. We'll continue with Pinpoint Health Show right here on Global News Radio. It is 1131 Pinpoint Health Show. You want to reach out, info at pinpointhealth.ca or pinpointhealth.ca online. 1-855-55-DR-LOU to uh, get a hold of or our friend. info at pinpointhealth.ca. Or did you say that already? Yeah, I said that already. Oh. Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> Hi, Frank. Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's going on? I wake up uh, every morning. That's a good start night. to a day. <laughs> it's always good to wake up, Frank. Every day on this side of the lawn's a good day. Yeah, I wake up every morning with neck pain. It lasts me throughout the day and jaw pain. My jaw cracks all day. Okay. I've tried pillows. I've tried mouth guards. I've went to the dentist for TMJ. I chew through those mouth guards. Yes. Yeah, so- I, I, I don't sleep. And then my body gets so agitated that I get nervous when I, when I go to sleep. It takes me hours to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, so actually TMJ issues like that, it's, you know, a lot of times you have to look at the way the neck and the jaw work together. Um, And a lot of it has to do with postural stuff. And really a lot of TMJ and neck issues respond really well to manual interventions. Um, and, And, you know, some of the chiros that work at the office actually do TMJ release of muscles and those things. And they've had tremendous success uh, with dealing with people such as yourself that have long-standing TMJ issues, um, and I hope the knots in the neck. I know I get a ton of knots in the neck that last forever. Well, it's postural, and, yeah. It's po- and that—that's what I mean. Like the jaw and the as the neck goes into a poor posture, the jaw will jut forward. It puts more pressure on those muscles. So it's a combination of things. But oftentimes, just pillows and the mouth guards aren't necessarily the solution. No. It's more about no. doing the manual intervention. So. Um, I, I, again, the, a few of the, the practitioners that work with me uh, have had tremendous success dealing with this type of issue. Um, feel free to give me a call and I can help can set I you up. One with... last question? Yep. No. And it just tires you all throughout the day because I guess you don't have proper sleep. And yeah, of course. And you don't move all day. Yeah. And that's all tied into the jaw and the neck. Yep. Like I, I chew through those guards that they gave me. 
Yeah, I, again, I, part of this is there's a reason why I have to do an assessment. But, okay. um, but yeah, absolutely. If I mean, if you're if you're getting poor sleep, this is why people with like sleep apnea, for example, have higher risk of cardiovascular disease. They tend to be more obese. Like sleep is our recharging, right? Like you <sighs> yeah. can't your phone. You recharge it every night. We all have a plug next to our bed. We're plugging that thing in. It, it, we're no different. We we need that to recharge to do things. And if your sleep cycle is broken, then yeah, of course, it's going to affect pretty much everything else uh, in your life. You spend a whole third of your life just sleeping. So, I mean, I can't think of anything else that you spend a third of your life doing. Work, All work. Right. All right. <laughs> work yeah. is the only other yeah. thing. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. Take Thanks, care. Frank. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's we, we haven't really talked about that much as far as what you do and the, the effect of sleep when people come in the clinic. That's probably one of your questions, part of the assessment. Oh, you sleeping or what? And You know, never mind that, it, yes, it's a question, but... Uh, a lot of times it's funny when when uh, when you do follow-up visits and, and you're asking people how they're doing and they say, oh, I'm feeling so much better. And usually they follow it up with things like, and, you know, my sleep seems to have improved. Uh, you know, I'm more regular going to the washroom. And, like, right. this isn't by accident, right? Like, if, if you're in pain and there's things going on and, and it's causing you to wake up multiple times at night because of comfort issues, things like that, like... It's crazy what it does to your body, to your mind, and and all of it. Like I see it with my wife right now, with with our newborn, right? Like where she has to wake up to feed him, yeah. and just her broken sleep. It's it. She's she's different during the day too, right? Um, and and I understand why because that broken sleep cycle is so so important. That's why sleep medicine is its own branch of medicine because of how important um that that sleep is for regenerating us as human beings. Yeah, I know. I got a puppy. Do you really? It's like a second kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's good times. Yapping at 5 a.m. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Go for a walk and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. You're lucky you're not a vet. So um, <laughs> how's the, I keep, I keep following up on it once in a while, yeah. but how's the knee clinic doing? Because I know it's really important for people. Yeah. Doing, again, great, great outcomes that have happened. Um, again, when you're dealing with a knee issue, we're dealing with acute issues on yep. one end, which are things that have happened all of a sudden, and then more chronic issues. On the acute end of things, the most important thing to assess here is if you do need surgery, we want to get you in for surgery as soon as possible, okay? And, of course, if you don't want to do surgery, then we can't force you to do surgery. Let's let's just preface that because sometimes people think that, you know, you go somewhere and they can force you to do things. We're not forcing right. anybody. But sometimes the best outcome or the best prognosis for certain knee issues is getting immediate surgery, Um and we're essentially trying to identify who are these people that need that immediate surgery. And if you need that immediate surgery, we can expedite that. Then you also have the chronic issues, which don't require immediate surgery. So we're not necessarily expediting things there. What we are doing is providing the proper management for how do you manage it, coming up with a game plan. A lot of people come in knowing that they need a, a knee replacement. They just don't want to do it yet. And so the question becomes, well, what do you do in the meantime? I had a person the other day, 59 years old wants to wait till 65 to get to get uh, the knee replacement definitely is going to need one um and we essentially came up with a five-year game plan on okay what are the things that you can do now in a year in two years in three years i mean and that's obviously subject to change based on symptoms things that happen but in general it gives someone a guideline something to think through on potential options to help manage their issue in this meantime until they're ready to go for that that knee replacement when you when it comes from your end saying you're going to need one in five or six years that i understand because you're you're, you're basing it on on whatever you're looking at in a knee but when, when the potential Patient says, no, I want to wait X amount of years. What's the thinking behind that? Because if I need a knee replacement, let's have at her. Let's do it. 
So that's an important thing that you said. If you do need one, it doesn't matter what the age is. In general, because these things last about 15 years, the idea is that you want to do it once in your life. Going uh. in and ever replacing a mechanical part, the outcomes always decrease later. You're also older that by that point, so things are different. So the idea behind it is if you do it at around between 65 to 70, you probably will never need another one because it probably won't deteriorate within 15 years. It might last a little bit longer. Okay. But if you start getting it done at 50, then you probably need one at 65 again. And what's the outcome at that point when you're replacing another mechanical part? But the important thing here is what you said. It's the patient's symptoms. So in general, if you have had constant pain and swelling for six months, including at night, it's probably time to get a knee replacement. If, if, if that issue is due to osteoarthritis, it's probably time to get a knee replacement at that point. And that doesn't really matter what age you are. Because if, if your knee is painful and swollen, even when you're resting at night, well, then that's how bad it is. Or if the bone is actually starting to displace. And if it's starting to displace, that will create structural changes that mm. may not be able to get changed. At that point, it's likely time to get the knee replacement. And that doesn't matter whether you're 65 or 45. If it's gone in that bad for whatever reason, you probably should have it done. In your experience, once they get it replaced, can you go back to to what you were doing before? Someone like you or I who's in, you know, yeah, likes to get yeah. underneath the squat yeah, rack. And, and, but again, yeah. now, now you have a mechanical part, right? So okay. this is why some wear down quicker than others. If you're going to go back, some people have replacements and feel incredible, and they go back to doing things that they hadn't done for 15 years, you're going to wear through that. I know someone uh, that had their hip replaced and, you know, very active person and really went through that that hip like within three or four years. And Jeez. yeah, and, and had to get it redone again. But they were doing a lot. And I remember saying to them, like, you should probably like take it easy. Like you're doing a lot of things. Oh, I feel great. I feel great. I know you feel great. And that's great. I'm happy you feel great. But it's also about understanding the reality of what what what's your reality at that point. It's amazing. You get a, a, a scientific, you know, technology replaced and it goes for three years with high activity. You have a whole new respect for the OEM parts that you were born with, right? Oh, they take man. an absolute yeah, the, the natural body. The tougher things, than you think. I mean, the fact that we can go for as long as we can go, that people can live to a hundred and things like that. Yeah. Just with everything. Like what else do you know that like that you never have to replace? Like yeah. what car motor goes for potentially 80 years. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like Not and much. our hearts from the minute we're, you know, at at what is it, six or eight weeks of of an embryo, you it's have an, a heartbeat and that heartbeat goes until you, you die. Well better. Yeah. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Listen, number, you still got some time to call through. You have uh, some health concerns. That's why the show is on the air till 12, Pinpoint Health. The show right here on Global News Radio. It is 1143, Pinpoint Health Show. Info at pinpointhealth.ca or simply pinpointhealth.ca. And you can follow uh, Dr. Lou on social, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, and a lot of helpful stuff on your social that's really starting to... Uh, to ramp up and yep. accumulate. I, I go in there. I yep. go in there and watch the videos. That, really that's cool. very nice of you. Yeah, man. Very, very nice of you. Yeah, <laughs> if you're on camera, I try to avoid it, but when there's like helpful oh, things. Yeah. Everyone says I have a face for radio. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> 1-855-55-DRLOU to reach out uh, when the show is not on the air, but you still have time here next, a uh, little under 20 minutes to get a hold of us and uh, ask us about your, your uh, physical issues. What else you got going on? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about low back issues because oh, that's always... Uh, a big thing for everybody. Um, you know, I I had a gentleman that came in this week, um, chronic low back pain for about 30 years. Most 30? 
Yeah. Wow. Most recently in March, um, had a fall. Um, this fall caused it caused an acute type of back pain that has resolved or that is resolving, but they're setting back into their chronic low level ache. Um, and they were sort of wondering, you know, like they came sort of wondering about how that acute issue, how you could get rid of it completely. And it's like, well, that acute issue sounds like it's getting better and you're, and you're going back into your chronic low back pain. You can't expect that after an injury, you'd go all the way back to normal, right? In terms of like, even prior to that low back pain. So there's a big difference that people can experience between, Mm -hmm. you know, you can have chronic low back pain that you sort of always have some type of an ache, but everyone that has that chronic issue also gets acute exacerbations, right? You, you I hear this all the time. I like, do. I mean, you've had yep. it. You've had Got it, it right now. <laughs> yeah. Where it acutely gets exacerbated. And this is where passive therapies, and I say passive meaning things that someone else does to you as the patient. So whether it's, you know, uh, working with a chiropractor, physiotherapy, a massage therapist, an athletic therapist, doesn't matter. Any type of manual or physical type of intervention is more passive in nature. In those acute scenarios is when those things become much, much more beneficial. Once you're at that chronic level where that acute exacerbation is settled, but you're back to your sort of normal Mm -hmm. discomfort that you have, that is not solved by those passive therapies. The solution for that is the rehabilitation and active therapy, something that you can do for yourself. And that is the combination of these things. That's why when, when I'm dealing with people, I try to make them understand when I say you need therapy or you need to do exercise and they say, so I don't need therapy. It's like, well, you don't need therapy right now, but you will become acutely exacerbated, unfortunately. And when you do, you would want to intervene with passive therapies, whether that's chiropractic, physiotherapy, massage therapy, athletic therapy, osteopathy. There's a lot of different things that you can use. And those are very good in those acute scenarios, in those exacerbated phases. But when you're dealing, again, with this chronic issue that you have this low-level ache, the the key to that is rehabilitation of the core musculature. Core musculature means the intrinsic muscles of the spine that create stability within segments. It means the bigger muscles surrounding the spine and also the glute and the abs. Now, this doesn't mean you need to have a six-pack. There's plenty of people out there that are bodybuild type of bodies that still have low back pain. It's because those other intrinsic muscles aren't strong. Rehabilitation of the core is not about creating an aesthetic appearance. It's about getting muscles working in an appropriate way. And that's a big thing when you tell people you got to work on your core and they start thinking, well, you know, what does that mean? I have to create a six pack or something. No, it has nothing to do with that. The core is just everything that surrounds that low back from the front, the side and the back. We need to build up the strength and more important than the strength is the conditioning and the function of the muscle. We need to create those muscles so that they become healthy again, so that they can do what they need to do. And that is essentially to stabilize the spine. Because again, if we look at a skeleton Mm -hmm. in that area and we strip away all the organs and everything, we're left with just a stick. A stick. That's it. The only thing keeping that upright is soft tissues like muscles, ligaments, and other things. And when there's some type of small injury and or repetitive injuries, and repetitive injuries means sitting all day. Like that is a repetitive strain sprain injury. We're not designed to be in a static posture or maybe you're lifting heavy all day, whatever it may be, because low back pain doesn't discriminate even against profession. There's people that work in construction that get very bad low back pain, but there's equally people in desk type of work that get just as bad back pain. It doesn't discriminate against 
socioeconomic status. There's very wealthy people that get low back pain, and there's very poor people that get low back pain. It doesn't discriminate against ethnicity. So I, I said to this person, it is just the reality of being human. Being human and doing what we do, our weak point is our low back and our spine in general. Low back pain is more common than neck pain and upper back pain because, again, it's the lowest down. It's more subject to gravity. No rib cage to help it out. Yeah, no rib cage, which is why thoracic spine complaints tend to be the last, the least likely because, again, you have a rib cage providing inherent stability. And the neck seems to be number two because, again, very similar to the low back. There's nothing there holding it up except soft tissues. And a big old head on top of it. And a big old head on top of it. Right. 100%. There you go. Yeah. Pretty smart stuff. We'll take yeah. a uh, short break here, get into our uh, final few minutes. That means you have uh, still some time to grab a phone and call if uh, you so desire. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. It is 11.51, last few minutes of the Pinpoint Health Show. If you just uh, tuned in yet, we are uh, doing the same thing, answering the same questions, providing all the great advice. People but are confused. Simply, are they? Maybe. Just by the Pinpoint Health yeah. thing? Maybe they're like, we're not listening to this. We miss Dr. Payne. <laughs> same guy's there, but he doesn't, just, he doesn't, Actually, doesn't call the same thing. I, I was in the Bahamas uh, last week, and nice. so we were in the ocean, and uh, I met someone from Toronto. Um, and we were talking and, and, and funny enough, they were from Richmond Hill and, uh, they brought up something to do with health. Like I, I forget something about their low back or their, their hip or something like that. And, uh, and I, and I basically, I mean, I don't, I didn't want to say what I do or anything like that. I was on vacation. So all I said was, well, you should get that checked out. Uh, and he and he said, "Yeah, I'm going to." There's this guy on the radio that I listen to. Watch that, out, famous yeah, now. Yeah, Easy. that that, uh, that I want to go see, but I haven't had the chance. And I started laughing. He's like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, "Is it Doctor Payne?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That guy's awesome." I was like, "That's me." And he was like, "Oh," called his wife over. I was like, "Okay, I'll sign the autographs." What? Is your arm getting sore? No, from patting yourself on the back for the last 45 seconds. I'm just, that's kind of <laughs> cool. I was in no, the Bahamas. Really cool. Yeah, no. I no, mean, I they were from Richmond Hill, so it's not. Yeah. But still, it was pretty cool. I, yeah. I, it, clearly, it means people are listening. This is why you do shows in the station. Greg gets it all the time. So does Lior when he does the employment. Hour. Yeah. He gets recognized all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I guess because it's radio, people don't recognize you mm-hmm. visually. Yep. But then once you start putting two and two together, a lot of people are listening. And and and, uh, and that's good. And I'm happy that they're listening. And I was I was happy to hear that compliment. And actually, in the last little bit, we've gotten, I'll pat myself on the back a little bit more as well. Mm-hmm. We've got some really nice uh, reviews that have come up about m- me personally with my assessments and then my team's treatment. Um, and, and it's just, and, and I love hearing the great stories because it just, it makes me feel good. It makes me happy. No, you work your ass off, man. You deserve it. But I equally, and and I say this all the time, I've said this multiple times, I'm saying it again. I want to hear if there's complaints. Yes. And, and please, I'm, I will not be offended. My biggest thing is just, we do this in a respectful dialogue. I don't want people calling me, yelling at me, you know, like I'm willing to hear everything as long as it's respectful. Mm -hmm. If there's an issue, I want to be able to fix that issue. Or maybe it's simply a misunderstanding. Um, And that could be whether it's been with me, personally yeah. or with someone in my team and, and when i say within my team that doesn't just mean practitioners it could be even things like just how the front desk treated you or how your experience was after how people handled your call whatever it may be we really want the whole experience to be perfect or as close to perfect as possible and the only way we can know we're doing something wrong potentially is if we're if that's brought to our attention mm-hmm. um and again i mean i i've 
since I've been doing this, I've had one person that's reached out to me after I've said this, and they basically reached out and said, you know, the recommendations that you made, I didn't really understand them to the extent that I would have liked to. Um, can you please reiterate them? I spent about 20 minutes with them on the phone and reiterated everything to make sure that they could understand it. And and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to address any potential concerns um, and make sure that the experience is exactly what you want. And I, I mean, it's great. I love hearing all the positive things and, and and that's awesome. But again, if you have a negative experience, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know about that experience because I want to be able to fix that. I want to be able to change that for you and make sure that that you're getting what you deserve. And a lot of times these things, when they do happen, are just simply miscommunication. Sure. And, and that's generally in life when there's problems with anyone. It's a lot of the times it's just simply uh, miscommunication. And so, um, again, if you're listening... Uh, please let me know if there's if there's something that we could have done better, whether that's myself or anyone in my team. Reaching out, by the way, is easy when we're uh, when we're not here as well. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U and info at uh, pain, uh, pinpoint health. People have have complained about the co-host a lot on this. Yeah, show. you know, I, I hear that. Wait a minute, that's me. God damn it! Hey, did uh, <laughs> did your friend from the Bahamas finally come by? And uh... no, I just got back. Oh, okay. I think they're still there. Actually, I'm oh. not sure. I saw them like two times, and then you paid for two weeks, huh? Sorry, I was there for a week. Two weeks, yeah. You paid for two. You're cheap. Your friend from the Bahamas. You should have stayed, man. You should have treated him down there in the beach. That would have got you some clients. Ha ha! Now we're talking. Actually, I think being in the water tremendously, and it's it's funny. I recommend water fitness to a lot of people and Epsom salt baths. Mm -hmm. And I spent about like maybe four or five hours every day in the water, and I think that had a tremendous impact on my knee. Because I wasn't just standing there. I was moving around. I was doing things. And the offloading pressure of the water plus the salt. The buoyancy of the salt water. I, I just think it, it did something really good for it. And there's something to be said about that. That's that's pretty incredible, which means we should all live near an ocean. So we can, we're can we moving the show down there. I think, that's it. What yeah, you're trying yeah. to say in the Pinpoint next Health in ba- Bahamas. Yeah. That's, the, the, the newest that's clinic will be down there oh. shortly, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just before we wrap up, yeah. go through again what the changes have been, how people yeah. can so, reach out. So the change in terms of there's nothing that's changed from a day-to-day operational right. standpoint. Uh, it's Pinpoint Health now. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. We'll still get you in contact. Uh, you can follow the prompts if you're looking for a specific clinic or if you're looking to have an assessment or consultation with me. Uh, you can reach out to me as well at info at pinpointhealth.ca or Pinpoint Health on Google pinpointhealth.ca if you want to go directly to it. And again, social media, big component here of, yes. of everything that we're doing with the rebranding from the visual perspective. You can follow me, Dr. Lou, at um, whether it's on Facebook or uh, um, Instagram or any of those platforms or equally Pinpoint Health. Just search it and you'll find it and and add us, like us, and, and make sure that you're letting people know about that. And like I said, there's a uh, you know, every time I get alerts from your uh, from your social media, especially the Instagram, there's all kinds of great videos yeah, and stuff up yeah. there so far. We have a team helping us with this, yeah, like a professional really team. Really cool. Amazing. They're just yeah. absolutely incredible, and, and they're doing a great job making sure that the vision that I have is being given out, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's very hard for me. I'm I'm not good with social media, I'll be very honest, but I'm very happy with the content that's being put out. I, I oversee it, of course, yep. but it's them finding it, going through me, and, and it's been absolutely incredible. We're, uh, we're done. We'll be back next weekend at the same time, so make sure you join us again. You want to reach out now that we are done for this week, one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, or pinpointhealth.ca. Catch you next time. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio.